get closer, so I walked on over, sat down and asked her name. When the drinks finally hit her, she said, I'm no quitter, but I finally quit living on dreams. I'm hungry for laughter and here ever after, I'm after whatever the other life brings. In the mirror I saw him and I closely watched him. Spooky greetings to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those tunes you just heard, as always, is courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey. And of course, I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Is it just me or can you believe Christmas is just a few days away? It's unbelievable. It always seems to just sneak up right there. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's just coming up right now. (laughs) So just a heads up, I have a very special merrily bonus episode that will be released Christmas morning. And whether you choose to listen to it Christmas Day or after the fact, it's one that you really do not want to miss. Forests. They cover over 30% of the earth. I can't help but be attracted to the gorgeous forest lands. Walking through them gives me a similar satisfaction as it does when I walk through burial grounds. They hold such intense beauty. Mother Nature at her best. Squirrels yelling at you from up in the trees. Birds serenading you with their songs. The sounds of the twigs and leaves crunching from under your feet. The smell of pine or whatever resonant trees that call the mighty woods home. Then, of course, there's the deep, dark secrets and bloody history that they grasp onto. And the spirits. The forest resident spirits. You could never forget them. As we know, there are many forests out there that scream and demand one's attention. Such as the suicide forest in Japan. We talked about that several months ago. There's another one that has gained notoriety throughout the years. Epping Forest is considered one of the most haunted forests in the United Kingdom. And with no easy feat, as, hello, it's the United Kingdom, so many phenomenal hauntings occurring out there. Epping Forest is 5,900 acres of ancient woodland and are hauntingly beautiful to say the absolute least. This forest is linked to several deaths and has long since been known to be dumping grounds for killers as the bodies of many murder victims have been found here. And I'm going to go into a few of those murder cases in just a little while. Not only have people been dumped here like yesterday's garbage, but it was a hiding place for dangerous individuals. (gasps) Highwayman. The carriage being pulled by horses. Makes its way down the lone dirt path. The man looks at his surroundings, side by side, looks behind him, all is well. 
Suddenly, a figure comes from seemingly nowhere and walks in the middle of the road. As the man brings the carriage to a stop, he can't help but wonder what this strange-looking man wants. Highwaymen. Thieves that rode the lonely roads, usually by horse, and would rob travelers as they passed on by. These unfortunate meetings between highwayman and victim would usually turn out violent. And this was a very serious offense. The penalty for this crime was... Fatality. That's right. Execution. Usually by hanging. It wasn't uncommon for the doomed highwayman to joke, taunting or laughing while on the gallows. I don't think so, mister. One well-known highwayman who spent a lot of time here in Epping Forest was a man named Dick Turpin. Born in 1705, Dick took the trade his father was in, butchery. He tired of that eventually, and by the 1730s, Dick was involved in the life of crime. He was a nasty man. Dick was a part of a gang of deer thieves. He often would burglarize people. In addition to these, he was also a poacher, a murderer, and a horse thief. And believe it or not, it wasn't murder, but the latter. Being a horse thief, that would eventually get him a date with the executioner. The day before he was to be executed, Turpin bought new shoes and a frock. What the frock is that all about, am I right? Well, he would be going out in style. Old Dick even paid five men to mourn for him during his execution. I didn't know there was such a thing, professional mourners. Sign me up, I could do that. I could cry my eyes out. On April 7th, 1739, Dick and another horse thief named John Steed were escorted to the London Gallows, known as the Tyburn Gallows. The first execution to take place at this ancient location was way, 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 way back in 1196. Folks, that's a whopping 824 years ago. What shocked me is that York did not have a hangman for the executions conducted there. So what they would do... And this was shocking to me when I when I found this bit of information during research. They would actually pardon an inmate with the terms that they then would become the executioner. The executioner in Dick Turpin's case was Thomas Hadfield, a fellow highwayman. When Dick stood on the gallows, his fellow highwayman turned prisoner, turned executioner, asked him if he had any last words. An article in April 1739 edition of the Gentleman's Magazine says this about the execution. Turpin behaved in an undaunted manner. As he mounted the ladder, feeling his right leg tremble, he spoke a few words to the topsman, then threw himself off and expired in five minutes. Five minutes is a short amount of time for the most part, right? Hey, I'm going to go on a five-minute cigarette break. Hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in five minutes. Whatever, you know. But in the instance of hanging, I mean, that must feel like an eternity, right? But when it comes to the short drop hanging method, uh, five minutes, I have to say Dick Turpin got off kind of easy. 
The short drop usually takes anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes or longer for the person to finally expire. Dick spent a lot of time in Epping Forest, a place to retreat from the law and commit crimes, solo and as part of the Essex gang. It's no wonder some people believe him to still be here haunting the forest, endlessly roaming, maybe looking for his next victim. He spent so much time here in life, why not continue on in death? He was clearly comfortable here. This was a sanctuary for him. It was his safe haven. More specific is a cave in the forest, now called Turpin's Cave. He is thought to still be hiding away in that cave. And throughout the years, many, many a people have seen his apparition in and near Turpin's cave. People have even gone and done investigations in that area, and they've actually gotten a man speaking back to them via EVP sessions. And he's not the only spirit here. Many people who wander through the forest have encountered a woman named Bodicea. She was the queen of the Ichni tribe. Her appearance terrified those around her. This is how the queen was described, okay? She was a very tall woman. The glance of her eye was the most fierce. Her voice was harsh, rawr, and a great mass of the reddest hair fell down to her hips. Legend has it that Bodicea and her followers' last stand against the Romans took place in Epping Forest. The Romans came prepared with over 10,000 soldiers. Bodicea went to the neighboring villages trying to collect as many soldiers as possible. You, 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 I want you, you, no, you could stay, you suck, but you, 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 okay. She got as many as possible. Her body at this point is bloodied and bruised due to a public beating she received. When the battle of perish, that is what I, a woman, will do. You men can live on in slavery if that's what you want. After it was realized they didn't stand a chance, the queen and her daughters took poison. They would rather die than fall into the hands of the Romans. And it's truly no wonder why she'd rather die. She had anger and resentment and hatred in her heart when it came to the Romans, as her whole life was turned upside down due to them. Her husband, the king, dies. She's publicly flogged, meaning she was beat in the open for all to see. And there's nothing she could do about it. And her daughters were raped by Roman slaves. At nighttime, many people have claimed to see the queen and her two daughters' apparitions walking through the forest. There have also been sightings of a young girl who drowned long ago in one of the many bodies of water that are in Epping, and a phantom horse-drawn carriage can be seen as well. It's insane how active this forest really is. In addition to the spirits just mentioned, Epping Forest is also home to a headless horseman and another mysterious rider on a black horse. The man has been seen wearing a tricorn hat along with a cape. Visitors have experienced many types of encounters here and what have you, such as being pushed. And within the forest is Hangman Hill. Some people go there, and when they put their car in neutral, or even some people have even claimed to have turned their car off, it starts moving by itself uphill. 
and people say it's the ghostly hands of one of the hangmen pulling that car with a noose up the hill. Some who've experienced this say that once they made it up the hill, it just suddenly stops. There are several hotspots of paranormal activity throughout this large forest, including several bodies of water, one which is notoriously known as the Suicide Pool. One story goes back 300 years when two young people fell deeply in love. Social obligation kept them separated. So one day, the torn lovers met up at the suicide pool and together they committed suicide forever together. The water in the specific pool is dark and murky. People say no animals wander in that area or dare to drink from it. You will hear no birds chirping and it's very desolate. People who dare to go near the deadly body of water claim that when they venture too close, impure thoughts cloud their minds, suicidal thoughts. Many people have taken their lives here, unfortunately. It's also the site of at least one murder-suicide when a mother decided to take her child's life and then her own. While on the topic of death, as mentioned earlier, many people have not only took their lives out here, but also have been murdered out here and dumped in the forest as well. Sadly, most of the murders in Epping Forest remain unsolved to this very day. While going unsolved is heartbreaking enough, am I right? What about when you remain unidentified? Well, that's what happened in at least two different cases, one back in 1981 and the other in 2003. Well, the first unidentified case going back almost 40 years is of a man. They found his decomposing body covered in the forest's unforgiving undergrowth. He had things found on his body, like money, a nice watch, other things, which obviously let us know this was not a robbery gone wrong. And in 2003, another body was recovered. This one, they couldn't even know what the sex was, as it's believed the body had called the forest home for over two decades. All they had is a gold wedding ring. Again, something that if it was a robbery, hey, I'm going to take that bad boy. Serial killer and pedophile Ronald Jepson, unfortunately, was very comfortable in Epping Forest as he would lure his victims here, including two young children, respectively 11 and 12 years old. These sad cases are known as the Babes in the Wood Murders. Believe it or not, the Babes in the Wood Murders went unsolved for over 30 excruciatingly long years. It wasn't until the pedophile was doing time for another young girl's murder that he admitted to the others. In 1983, a sweet four-year-old girl made headlines when she disappeared from the park right by her family's home. And 14 months later, her body was found in the forest. But before her body was found, an eerie, eerie discovery occurred first. The young child's blood-stained clothing found concealed in a tree in the forest. Over a year after the grim discovery, a man named Colin Evans had been caught while attempting to snatch two children in the same area. He soon admits to the child's murder and takes authorities to her body. Over 10,000 people went to mourn her and pay their respects at the funeral. If this horrific pedophile, Colin, hadn't attempted to kidnap these other children, he may never have been captured. In 1988, an Asian man's charred remains were found within the forest. 
1989, an unidentified woman was found in the forest and it was apparent she was strangled. And that very same year, a man and woman were found murdered in their car within the forest grounds. In 1990, a woman who worked in the sex worker trade was found slumped over in her car. Cause of death? She'd been shot in the head three times with a damn crossbow. One case that is well known that goes back a few years, not too long, I think it was in 2015, maybe 2016, a walker was out enjoying the day in the forest when suddenly they were overwhelmed with a horrific stench. As the stench presents itself, several large rats can be seen running from the area of the putrid smell and fleeing up the trees. Sounds like a horror movie. What was recovered was large Ikea bags with the body of a man stuffed inside. The body was that of a Turkish man who he himself had been accused of murdering someone over drugs years earlier. He shot the man in the head, and that's how he met his end as well. To this day, people are still being dumped in Nepping Forest. In March of 2019, a man's body was found. I believe they do have somebody in custody for that crime. There are many others that I have not mentioned, but as you can see, Epping Forest has long since been plagued with death. It's believed by many that some of the murder victims and those who committed suicide haunt this forest. Besides seeing apparitions here, people have experienced hearing unexplained footsteps, the feeling of being watched and followed. And I've had that happen to me before, and it's super eerie from hearing the footsteps when there's nobody around to just feeling like you're not alone. You know, like if you're, say like you were in, in class back in your school days and you're just sitting there and you can feel someone watching you and you look over and it's just your friend trying to hand you a note or some crap like that. Well, but this is different because no one's there. And other strange, unexplainable occurrences have happened there as well. People come from all over the world to visit this beautiful forest. Have you came to this forest before and have a tale to share? I'd love to hear your Epping Forest tales. Email me at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this week's episode? I'm going to take that as a merrily yes. Listen to the others, you guys. They're equally phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry. Seriously, you can binge listen right now by hitting up any of the podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcast, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Pocket Cast, wherever you may roam to listen to your other phantasmic podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background somewhere. This week's special city shoutouts go to Rancho Cucamonga, California. And hey, my hometown just made its appearance right now, that being Pueblo, Colorado, Barnstable, England, Collinsville, Illinois, and Rhinebeck, New York. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are all awesome and amazing. And I really hope you truly have a very Merry Christmas. And don't forget about that sweet bonus episode coming your way Christmas morning. Ho, ho, ho. 
Fa-la-la-la-la. See you next week. <laughs>